think we're recording. Yeah, we are. Good. Hello. Welcome back to the Lift Your Life Christmas podcast, because it is going to be the penultimate one before Christmas. How exciting. Even though last one was probably more of a Christmasy one in terms of questions, but we're going to call this the Christmas one because it is the pre-Christmas podcast. <laughs> so close to Christmas. I'm feeling festive. If you're not watching the video recording, Laura literally is Christmas. She has a Santa hat. She's got Christmas nails. Leanne's quite Christmassy because she's got a red nose like Rudolph. And I've got a ready background, so we'll count that. There we go. We'll count that. I win Christmas. You do win Christmas. But you didn't win darts, as people hypothesised, did you? I never. You know what? I said to you guys, I was like, I can't wait to disappoint everyone because I knew <laughs> I wasn't going to win. <laughs> um, Leanne. But people believed in me, so, you know. Out of us three, Leanne took the crown, surprisingly. Like, no one predicted it. I love how surprised you still are by this. But yeah. <laughs> Who actually won? Do you remember? Um, Hannah, wasn't it? Surely it was Hannah. I think it was Hannah. Hannah was amazing. I think oh, Hannah won. She'd been practising. I know. She was very good. Very good. But we've got round two, and I think that was actually one of your questions for the podcast this week, which is about your skills at mini golf. So round two of Christmas for Lift Your Life this week is crazy golf in Leeds. Um, we'll do another poll on Instagram to find out what people's predictions are. But amongst those three... I think out of everyone who's going, my prediction is that the peop- the person who's going to be the best is Rosie. And I don't know why. I've just got a vibe. She's going to be very good. Ooh, she's quite sporty though, isn't she? So yeah. I feel yeah. like, yeah. Maybe Michelle. Michelle could be a dark horse. I don't know. I don't know why. I just mm-hmm. Michelle could be quite good. I have no clue. No. Out of us three, what do you think then? Best to worst. If, we're gonna, if you were going to put money on it. I would. I think Leanne might do well. Yeah. Yeah. See. See with with oh, like golf, I'm very hit or miss. Like mm. that's kind of what golf is, mate. <laughs> no, but like sometimes I can be actually alright, and then other times it's no. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. We'll have to see on um. Depends what kind of day I'm having. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's gonna be good fun. It's gonna be really good fun. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It'll be really interesting to see who's. It's not as easy to like score, is it? Because you got to count how many times you do it. So I don't think we'll necessarily. I'm, I'm, I don't like these things where everyone's like sits there with like the notepads taking score. I'm like, let's just start. Oh, yeah, like the scorecards. Yeah, they're very annoying. Can't be bothered. We'll just you can. Jonathan just... makes me do it, and then I always moan about it. But then I beat him. I'm like that. <laughs> you can just see who's getting all in ones and who's still there twenty minutes later, and it's kind of obvious in it really. Okie dokie. So I think that, well, the first question was about like, how do you rate your mini golf skills? I'm truly dreadful. I need to know what I'm up against next weekend. Well, I don't think this person realises that she's got nothing to worry about. Yeah. We're, we're not the best. No. Our skills lie in other areas that are not competitive sports. I was saying this to someone earlier today. Like, I don't know why I, ch- I chose these two things as our Christmas get-togethers because I'm absolutely useless at both. Like, I'm a competitive person, so why have I put myself in a position where I can't be competitive? It's I, I don't really know yeah. why. You should make better choices. Next year will be better choices <laughs> where I can wipe the floor with everyone and enjoy it. Cool. Okay, so first proper question, not about mini golf. Would love any advice for curbing the feeling of wanting to graze all the time. Find myself doing this a lot on night shifts when feeling bored. Question mark. This was one of my clients, so I've already answered this in a check-in. So, Laura, I'll, I'll nominate you because I know you, you two are always like, oh, should I go first, should I go first? Laura, do you want to take the floor? That's like my weekly question. Who's going first? Who's going first? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, Laura, you're going first. Go. Cool. So I think with this one, I mean, it's good that she has acknowledged the fact that it is out of boredom that she does it. Like, that's the first thing, because when when, th when things like this happen, I think the first thing you want to look at is why why do you think you're doing what you're doing? And the fact that she's already acknowledged that it is down to boredom is already one step forward at sort of being able to take control of that. Um, so obviously she said that it's when she's at work now, working night shift, not being busy. I, I get it. I've done it myself. Like it, it can be, it can be pretty boring. And I guess it's just finding things that you can do instead. I mean, you're not going to have millions of options whilst being at work, but could you, if, if you're, you know, not busy enough to to be doing things. I, I don't know what did they say what they did. It's did they oh, I can't remember. I think I'm pretty sure it's something ambulancey medical from what I remember. That was in my head, which is why did you say that? Or I just like I'm totally butchering that, and I feel really bad if I am. But I'm like ninety percent <laughs> certain that's what she does. Yeah. So could you, you know, take like a book on shift with you, like puzzles, like word search book or something like that? Is there something else that you can? sort of fill that void with rather than just reaching for whatever it is that you you're gonna be having, you know, quality streets, biscuits, crisps, whatever, whatever that looks like. Yeah. I think that's pretty much it, isn't it? Yeah. Um Rudolph. Yeah, if you've addressed that it's because of boredom, it's essentially finding something else that you can occupy yourself with that's not food. Well I, I said the same, but I also went down the route of the question every time you go to eat, just ask yourself, am I hungry for this? Because sometimes yeah. that simple question just brings you back to your body and self-awareness to go, oh yeah, I'm not I'm not hungry for this. This is boring. This pause. Yeah. Magic pause. pause, the magic pause, the magic question. Pause. And all it does is just makes you self-aware of what you're actually doing. Because a lot of the time boredom eating is done kind of habitually, isn't it? And then, and then you okay. can acknowledge like, okay, though this is not hunger, this is absolute boredom. And then do something about it and obviously this person was working with us so they're doing great but for anyone listening maybe in this scenario look at things as well like well are you eating regularly prior so you're not like starving hungry and then wanting to you know pick and snack at things and one thing that can be really good when you've got long periods of time with boredom if you know for example you're going to have a good few hours with nothing really to do I chunk my time down to be like when you're on you know cardio piece of equipment and you're like right I've got an hour left that's four lots of 15 minutes well, I sometimes do this when I've got like long days on my own because I live on, I've got a dog now, but I live on my own. I'm like, what am I going to do with this time? So I just chunk it like, so for the first hour, I'm going to do this. So it could be something as simple like, right, for the first 15 minutes, I'm going to just tidy my desk. Then for the next 15, then after that, I will go and make myself a cup of tea. Then after that, I will have this. Then I will have this. And it's just like giving yourself little little things to do. Um, And surfing the urge as well. So like, if you're having those, oh, that crisps there, I want it. Just don't tell yourself you can't have it. Just like, right, I'm going to pause because I, I can acknowledge that this is boredom, but if I'm still dying for it in an hour I'll go back to it but nine times out of ten because you've acknowledged that it's boredom you you won't yeah absolutely case closed next question um how do you deal with people offering you food and not wanting to seem rude <laughs> rhymes love it um when people offer you food and you don't want to be rude what do you do dude um Leah you can go first now. I think sometimes if it's a you know consistent thing and they don't take the no thank you I'm good is like enough. It's just to be open and honest and just be like look at the minute my priorities are something else. Um, so I'm not going to be eating whatever. 
Um, so I just prefer if you just didn't offer me. It's not me being rude. It just doesn't align with kind of my goals at the minute. Um, and so that's not me being rude. But yeah, just please don't ask because I, I don't want it. And sometimes if you just open and you just kind of put that out there, because a lot of the time people are probably unaware as well. And it's that kind of like British people are very polite anyway. So we always offer each other things oh, without kind of thinking. Well, some people are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm northern so the minute someone comes in the house it's like do you want a cuppa do you want a biscuit like it's just intense it's like biscuit cuppa this yeah it can be like I've done it before like when I was um prepping for the photo shoot it was very much like you know I'm on this prep on reduced calories like I'm not going to want anything just don't offer it to me like I'm not being rude I just don't want it but most of the time people will be like yeah that's fine like and, and they'll kind of you know go along with that so just being open and honest about it yeah Laura yeah I, I would say the same to be honest um and I think like I, I totally get what this person means when they say you know you don't want to be rude someone's offering you something you don't want to be rude but like just twist it around if you offer like someone a biscuit and they say no you're not gonna find them rude like it's not it's not necessarily a rude thing you just don't want to feel like you are being rude if that makes sense and as well, Leanne said sorry what was that noise, mate? Are you okay? It's like, oh, oh, biscuit. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was just going to say as well, as Leanne said, just be honest with people because I'd done the exact same when I was prepping for my shoot. Like anyone whose house I was going to be at, especially, I just said to them prior, like, please don't offer me these things, especially when it got to the end and it got tougher and tougher. I was like, please don't offer me these things. I don't like I'm, I'm sticking to this this is what I'm doing this is why I'm doing it and it just makes it that little bit harder if you're like consistently offering me things and people don't do it to be like malicious they're just doing it to, to be nice yeah because that's such a normal thing in society you now is offer people food because that's what being nice is yeah just to add to that point as well when you said you won't find it rude if you were to offer someone something and they said yes, but then you later found out that they, they didn't want to say yes. You'd feel really bad about it. So if, yeah. if someone said, no, I don't want it because this is what I'm doing. And you know that, that they were acting in line with their values and you respect that person. Then then if you're a good person, then you'd be completely cool with that. I agree with you both. And you both kind of tackled that from like a long-term reoccurring thing, like going around to your grand and she offers you a biscuit. But I think sometimes it can be short-term as well, can't it? Like if someone's brought in Kate to the office and like, oh, do you want one or something? And you'd be like, oh, what do I do? you can always go down that route if you feel comfortable to say to that person like you know no thank you this looks amazing and you know offer a compliment like you know I really appreciate the offer a kindness or that looks amazing but this is what I'm doing so it's, it's nothing personal this is just what I want to do for myself if that's okay if you still feel really uncomfortable to say no you could always say oh thank you that looks amazing just eat and I'm not hungry and I'll really enjoy this later am I right to take it home and then you could decide you know do you want to fit it into your calories later or maybe give it to your partner or give it to your kids or something like that and then that way you don't have to say no you're actually saying yes but you're just saying I'll just have it later and then sometimes as well just actually question like why you're saying no like is it a case of in your head you've created this rule and plan and like oh my god I can't deviate because sometimes you can just plans can change and you can go, oh, do you know what? Spontaneously, someone's offered me this. I can just wiggle things around and I'll have a smaller dinner and that's okay. So sometimes I just question that as well. Yeah. Sick. Next. <laughs> Next. In the game show. Next. Um, do you need to change your training around your period? I'm seeing loads of things on TikTok. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> Doctor, Dr. TikTok. 
it's like Dr. Google, but it's worse in it now. I think TikTok's worse. Like the epidemic of social media and the things we're seeing on there now. Bit mad, isn't it? Bit mad. But yeah, uh, I think I'll iron again. These are all my questions because my clients are the best. <laughs> um, see, I answer this in the check in. So, Laura, do you want to answer the question on Dr. TikTok? <laughs> I love it. Is that anything? Each week, we should just get people to ask about questions from TikTok. Like, be honest, you could be here for hours. <laughs> Literally. How long do we have? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I would say you don't have to. It is going to be very person dependent. And for, for me personally, I don't have to because I don't suffer much when I have my period. So, it doesn't really affect me. But some people, it will affect them massively and they, they might not even be able to train sometimes. But so it is very person dependent, but you, you don't have to. And I think when you start telling yourself that, oh, I'm on my period, you know, I can't do this. I can't do that. You won't. You won't do it. No. But have you tried? Self-fulfilling prophecy in fruition. Yeah. And <laughs> it's nine times out of ten, you probably find you're going to be OK and you might actually feel better for it as yeah. well. You don't so, need to periodize your training. Well, I'm oh away. See you later. That's all right, guys. I've I've got like a few I've, for a couple of my um posts for next week. So I've done some content writing. I've written some captions like that are written as jokes, and they're so not funny. And I'm like, do I post these? I'm like, yeah, I do. I'm not reading them. I feel like dad jokes, like <laughs> as a female, is like are like my thing, because yeah. You can't gender stereotype dad jokes just to men because you can be whatever you want in this society, you know. Um, Leanne, period training, anything to add to that? Not really. Like, it really is person-dependent and just kind of seeing how you feel. And as long as you're kind of aware of your own cycle and you know kind of how you tend to be, you'll know what to expect. So for me, personally, I kind of always know that in that few days before my period, I am a little bit weaker and a little bit more fatigued. But I don't change my training at all. I will just pull back on the weights if I am feeling particularly. But I, I, I have seen a lot of stuff on like TikTok and Instagram as well, saying that you should do certain things, this, that, and the other. And part of me did think like, oh my god, so my period week, I shouldn't be doing this, and I shouldn't be. And you do get into that whole self-fulfilling prophecy um, when you, you just don't need to. There's, there's, there's no need unless you are really suffering one way or the other. Then yeah, no individual. Now the thing is, I think it's quite good to understand what is actually going on and what, why it might benefit you so in those first few weeks after you you've bled on your cycle your estrogen increases that increases recovery capacity it increases muscle protein synthesis it's an anabolic hormone so your recovery is up your moods better you, you potentially and this is why i always like to say potentially could be stronger because it's not a you will be stronger so you might see that you can recover harder you can train harder and like leanne said in that last week when your hormones are crashing feeling a bit less bit deflated less motivated a little bit weaker potentially but like understand your own body and I think one big thing to communicate as well is like everyone's different like Laura said some people I've got a client who gets intense period pains and some sometimes she just has to take time off I've got some people who are recovery is like a mess so they have to almost deload and devolume in that week. But it's like this whole thing in it, like you should strength train in week one and then yoga in week four. And it's like, absolutely fucking not. So just know your own body. And like, if you do see that you maybe you are stronger at certain points and weaker, just lean into that and don't like beat yourself up if you've dropped numbers. Like, well, if it happens at that time, it happens at that time, you know? 
We could always expand on this as well and talk about, sorry, I keep doing this and I realise I'm swearing at people by sticking this middle finger in. I don't mean to do it. You'd know, if, you'd just, know if I meant to do it. Just made off as a lady. I prefer these two. Um, so nutrition we could talk about as well. Do you need to periodize your nutrition as well around your menstrual cycle? What are your thoughts on that one? I would say it's very similar. Like, yeah. It depends. Yeah person dependent like that's what dr tiktok should be but the thing is it depends gets no views and don't go viral yeah i think it's see, see, if, see if people ask me questions it's just like not clients but like generically and i'm like it depends i always feel so bad for saying it depends yeah. because that is such a crappy answer yeah. but the problem is like depends, if you depends. want to go viral these days you've got to be somewhat controversial and like i'm all for being controversial but but kind of taking a fact, spinning it a little bit, and but then giving the reality. I would never be like, right, you have to do this when it when it's not true. Mm-hmm. And it's it is like you said on your periods with nutrition. It's it it does depend. Now what can and again I'm gonna say it. What can happen to some people is that your BMR in that last bit, your basal metabolic rates can go up a little bit by a few hundred calories. So you've got your BMRs up, your moods down. That is a recipe for being hungry, potentially. Some people don't really get it. Like, Leanna, I've never really heard you, like, say much about, like, massive cravings and massive hunger spikes or anything along those lines. Laura, you never really... No? Uh, No. But I have some people who do who are like, my period is coming next week. I could literally eat this brick in my hand. Mm -hmm. And the one in my other hand. Like, it's intense for some people. So some people... I do give them extra calories around their periods because it makes sense to allow them to have that little bit more to satiate that, especially if their BMR has gone up anyway, which means they'll still be in a similar level of deficit maintenance, whatever it is anyway. It's better than then overeating. But the reason I don't do that with everyone and I listen to people is it can become that self-fulfilling prophecy if it's like, because I know some people it is, because it's like a thing in only any period, you just eat, sit and eat Ben and Jerry's and cry about life for a few days. It's like, but not everyone has that. So it's individual. And I think one of the best things you can do as well with if you do get cravings is lean into them rather than ignore them because it's one week in the grand scheme or a few days. The worst thing you can do is not lean into them because eventually you will just go, yeah, fuck it. I'm having the entire shop of chocolate. Cheers, hon. But again, so individual dependent. So I think this is where it's really important to actually take time. I don't think we get advocated enough to really like understand our own bodies, do we? Like, especially in this side of it, like you just have a period. Oh, you go on a contraceptive pill and that's it. But it's not everyone's so different. And it's, you know, the same way everyone's hair is different, the same way everyone's personality is different. Everyone's cycle is its own unique thing. And if you can become really in tune with yours, what phase you're in people don't even know the phases and if you don't guys please just go and get yourself speak to us get a book or something educate yourself because it's so powerful to understand it and then you can you can work around that as well because i don't know about you two but do you notice any changes in terms of like productivity energy or anything like that around your cycle at different stages at any point not massively see i'm on the implant and have been for like nine years so don't really count them yeah (laughs) <laughs> fraud laura leon linda whoever you are <laughs> whoever you are yeah larry I, I, larry larry 
Lewis. Oh, I thought you said Barry. I was no, like, Barry. Barry. <laughs> Louise. Louise. It's got a sound. Um, yeah, so for me, I do feel when I'm like those couple of days before my cycle and the first and second day in particular a lot more fatigued and just a little bit like kind of groggy and stuff mm. um but apart from that like energy wise and stuff I don't really notice a massive difference across the month aside from those like few days just before my cycle's about to start and has started um but no like I obviously notice changes in my body so I know that I like I bloat quite a bit before my cycle and I know that my weight spikes a little bit, nothing drastic, but I do expect it to go up. But I never have like food cravings or anything like that. Um, yeah. Because there's like one of the books, I think it's called Period Power. And there's a few things where they say like at different points in your cycle, you'll have different mm-hmm. level, different kinds of energy. So sometimes you might have more creative, sometimes you might have more dominant. And I just wondered if you guys had noticed anything like that in terms of like, you know, sometimes you feel a bit more creative, sometimes... but. But again, this is where it's just being in tune with your own body, you know, because some people might have these big changes, other people just don't. Doctor, lift your life has sorted you out. <laughs> Screw TikTok. And then I've only got one more today. It's a nice, short, sweet one to end on Christmas. But it's, um, I don't know how you're going to feel about this question because it's a word that you don't really, we don't really like at Lift Your Life Coaching. Ooh, I'm tapping out. I don't even know what it is, but I'm tapping out. Okay. I'm going to make this a bit fun. You've got to guess what this word... I'll I'll say what the first half of the question is and then you have to guess what the last word is, all right? Right. Tips on... Motivation. Ding, ding, ding. We have a winner. (laughs) What, Darwin? Did I get a prize? Win the spirit of Christmas. I already am. I am Christmas right now. Well, now more Christmas. (laughs) Yeah, so just, no, just for context, though, this person was struggling quite a bit with just um, personal reasons, moods taking quite a hit, energy taking quite a hit, having a few niggles flare-ups, they couldn't be quite as active and just felt in a bit of a slump. Um, So I I gave three pieces of advice on how she could deal with motivation. So seeing as there's three of us here, I will give my one of my best ones. Um, but you two want to give some advice as well on motivation. Sure. Um I would say that well, I'll let's say one. Okay. You can say okay. as much as you like, to be fair. I just I don't want to steal, I don't want to steal loads of answers. <laughs> say one, hold on to the other, Leanne can go, and then if if it's not being said, then you can go again. Okay, okay. So I think when it comes down to, you know, lacking motivation and, and you know, all, all that sort of stuff. Motivation. Nine times out of ten, the main thing that is going to help you feel motivated is starting to see progress and starting to see results. I've got a whole reel on this next week about actually <laughs> motivation. You read and my mind. The only way that you're going to get that is if you go and do what you're, you know, meant to be doing. And I fully understand that it can be difficult to to kind of get back into the swing of doing things, you know, if you've taken some time out or whatever that is. I mean, we've all been there. But as soon as you start getting back into that routine, you're going to start making that progress. You're going to start seeing those results and you're going to start feeling motivated to do it again. It's just getting over that first hurdle of actually doing it. And it's... It might not be easy for the first couple of weeks. You might feel a bit like, well, I can't really be bored. It's the last thing I want to be doing. But when you get into that routine, 
you will start to feel better about it and you'll start to enjoy it more because I know that is something that I have went through myself like very recently I just wasn't really in a routine with things and now I am and I, I said to one of my, my, my friends at the gym today I said to her I was like oh you know I might see if I can go up to five sessions in the gym rather than just four just now and I've done four sessions for like for years now and she was like why and I was like well I miss it when I'm not here <laughs> and but see like a month ago I was I was barely going I was there like once or twice a week and I don't even want to be there for that much so it's just actually finding that routine again mm. falling back in love with the process action does lead to motivation though it does that's the yeah. thing everyone waits for motivation to do the action but if you don't do the thing you won't see any progress and that's demotivating but if you do something get a reward from it that's going to motivate you more to do it it's kind of a bit almost like working right sometimes working not us we love what we do but it, it's not great but you're sitting on a Friday night <laughs> you do, yeah I know right woohoo it's such wild humans but you do it and you get paid and that motivates you to do it again when you were a kid and maybe you know you didn't want to clean your room but you did it and your mum gave you like a pound and back then a pound was like a million quid and then you're like oh I'll clean my room again because it's just that positive reinforcement but I think if you can just remember that quote and every single time you have a slump you go no action leads to motivation it will save you so much just just time being in a slumpy slump Leanne, do you have any tips on motivation? Um, I mean, it kind of ties in with what you've already said, but it's kind of forgetting like how you're feeling now and thinking about like future you. So what is the future you going to thank you for? Like you in six months time, are you going to look back and be like, I'm so glad I spent the entire week on the sofa binging like Grey's Anatomy or whatever. <laughs> I love myself a lot, yeah. yeah. Like or are you going to look back and be like, I'm so glad six months ago I got off my arse and I did all of these things because look where I am now. So just kind of forgetting like how you're feeling in the present and thinking like, how do you want to feel in the future? Yeah. It's not always, mm-hmm. that, oh, not always that far in the future either. Sometimes it could be just like, how do I want to feel tomorrow morning? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. By the end of today, how do well, I- that's it. Because sometimes you can't be asked to go to the gym. You go, you get those endorphins. You come out, and you're like, "Yes, I'm so glad I did that." Like, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. So it's a really powerful question. Like, what is the future me going to thank me for? Yeah. yeah, that's kind of like something I've been speaking to one of my clients about because she was finding it quite difficult to get into routine with going to the gym, and after every single session. Like, I think she would, she would, in the beginning, she was going like once, maybe twice a week, which is absolutely fine. Um, And then after every session, she was just like, that was amazing. I feel so good for that. And I'm like, but sit on that feeling, sit on that feeling, because the next time, you know, maybe can't really be bothered going. Remember that feeling, remember how you felt after going to the gym and actually doing it. You're going to thank yourself for it. Absolutely. Yeah. Was that your other bit of advice, Laura? Or did you just, yeah. Yeah, I had quite a few I think you covered quite a few I went with the five minute rule as well just for short things like if it is like the gym or a walk because one of the things she's struggling with is getting out walking I said just don't commit to your full sessions don't commit to your full half an hour commit to five minutes and you'll probably end up doing more game changing thing because once you've committed podcast you like as well you what find a podcast you like that was a game changer for me the lift your life Oh, yeah, obviously. I mean, everyone listens to all those episodes anyway, so. <laughs> um, and another thing as well is this is quite. It depends on the person. It depends what kind of person. It depends where you're at in your journey, and you know what kind of quote unquote tough love, fierce compassion you need for yourself. But on top of that question of what will the future me thank me for, sometimes you can just ask yourself a question of 
say you're just not motivated to go and do your steps or go to the gym. Sometimes just ask this question, is this an option for me? And it sounds quite blunt, but sometimes you might go, actually, do you know what? No, this this isn't what I want to do for myself. Or like, no, sitting around, or you know, is making no progress an option for you? Because sometimes it might be like, actually, do you know what? With what's going on in my life, that's, yeah, maybe I can slow things down. But sometimes you're going to be like, actually, you know what? No. Yeah. That's, that's just like asking yourself, are your actions right now aligning with what your goals are and what you want to achieve? And are you okay with that? Because yeah. sometimes it might, like, for example, right now over the festive period, a lot of people's actions don't align with their goals per yeah. se. But that's kind of okay because it's a temporary thing. But if it's like, right, no, it's week six and you, you actually still aren't aligned with your goals. And sometimes that's the question. Do you still want, do you want this goal? Yeah. And now sometimes it's not even looking at it in the way of, no, my actions aren't aligned, so I need to change those. Do you need to change your goals? Mm. Are things not working right now for a reason? Do you need to kind yeah. of take a step back and look at what is kind of manageable for you? Well, well I did this with one of my clients uh, this week, actually, because she's got a fat loss goal and she hasn't seen fat loss for a good amount of weeks because the things have been cropping up. So I just had to ask, I just asked that question. I said, is fat loss what you want to do right now? Because if so, we need to change something because this isn't achieving fat loss. But if it's not what you want to do right now, and you want to focus on getting strong, habits, routine, sick, fine, more than happy with that. But what is your goal? And sometimes just reminding and reaffirming to yourself, oh yeah, this is what I want to do. Thus, if I want to achieve it, I kind of need to change something that I'm doing here. It can be yeah. really, really powerful just to reframe it. Like with Laura, you probably had a bit of a moment where you go, actually, no, you know what? I don't want to be this person that's like not really going to the gym, not looking after themselves. So I need to do something about it. Thus, you reached out to a coach. Here you are now. I got to that point where I was like, I don't want to be that person that's not focusing on their health and, you know, showing up on social media, caring more about, you know, their aesthetics and what people think of them than actually looking after the body because that matters more. So I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to reach out to a coach. I'm going to change my echo chamber and what I'm internalizing. You have to, you can have a coach tell you to do these things, but sometimes you've got to have that kind of inner conversation and inner accountability to just go, right, don't want to do this for myself. Yeah. I mean, if, if you decide that fat loss isn't the right thing for you in this specific moment in time, your coach isn't going to tell you to fuck off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, your goals are your goals. Whatever it is that you want to like achieve in that time, that's up to you. I think as well, just always remembering it sounds really awful, but like, we're not that, you know, do extreme drastic things. But ultimately, if you want change, change has to happen. And if it were comfortable and easy, you'd already be there. So it's sometimes accepting and leaning into that discomfort of this is challenging, I'm not motivated, this is quite hard. But that is what everyone goes through. And I sometimes say this to clients when I'm being bad cop Lucy, which I don't like to be the sassy bad. Believe it or not, I actually don't like to be sassy bad cop Lucy when I read them. I'm like, oh, I don't, don't have to bring that side of me up. But I'm gonna is that out. only when you coach me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, every single week, right, Laura? I'll use you out. It's like my alter ego comes out, I'm like... Here she comes. And I just sometimes go, right, so everyone has these moments and I, I call it a sink or swim moments. You've got a choice here. Are we going to swim? Are we going to do something about it? Or are you just going to sink and go back to where you were? What are we doing? It's too like that. It's A or B. What do you yeah. want to do? You want to go back? That's your life. You do you, hon. I'm cool with that. But you come to me and this is what you said you want to do. This is what you're saying you want to do. Your actions aren't aligning with that. So where do we go from here? Do we go back? See you later. Or do you want to move forward? And everyone's like, I don't want to move forward. Sick, let's do something then. Yeah, absolutely. Swim. Yeah, but when I do say, I always have to put a disclaimer. I'm like, bad cop Lucy's come out and I, I don't like it, but 
And she just goes, P.S. I love you. <laughs> I just like being the happy, you know, from my check-ins. I'm like, hey, sis. I'm not quite like that. I'm like, I just love being a happy, bouncy human. And then when I have to bring out that more like, you know, right, I'm going to have to be quiet, you know, fierce self-compassion, bad cop Lucy. I'm like, fuck's sake. But it's part of it. But just know I really don't like doing it, guys. It makes me sad. And I always feel really sad, even though I'm not like a dick telling you your shit. I still don't like it. I know, it's funny because I think as a coach like you do kind of hate having to be like that with people but then they're probably sitting there thinking thank fuck she said that like yeah that's what I needed to hear and then we're just like I don't want to say it yeah I think we don't realize how nice we are being horrible I actually sent one of those kind of check-ins to one of my clients earlier this week and she went oh my god thank you for this my old coach used to like literally tell me off and shout at me and I was like oh what was that about I'm not your mom like no no Anyways, that's all the questions for this week. And that's the last one before Christmas. I'm so sad. I mean, I'm buzzing that it's Christmas, but like, how is it this year over with already? Well, this one will be the last one we get out before the new year as well, because we're all taking a little bit of downtime, aren't we? So I don't think we'll have time for one next week. No. Oh, no. Solo. I was about to be like, I'm going to miss you. Like, I'm not seeing you tomorrow and we talk every day, but that's not the point. <laughs> miss you too. But I will try. I will obviously, because I can't not have a podcast out every Wednesday because it'll destroy my OCD with getting it out every Wednesday and have done. Have, I'm on a streak since 2020, right? I can't not. Um, so I'll record some sort of solo one, probably some cringy. End of oh the my year. God, you should just do it of you sitting singing Christmas songs. I'd listen. That'd be amazing. No one needs to listen to that shit. I think that's a great idea. That's Um, mad, though, that it's going to be 2024. Well, do you two want to leave with some sort of... I don't really know, but I feel like you need to leave with something to to, to end the podcast, some sort of... I don't know, (laughs) something. Um, (laughs) Peace out. (laughs) I mean... um, I don't know, just it's been a really good year, hasn't it? And I'm very excited for next year. I think next year is the year that two became three. I know, that's mad, isn't it? How cute. What's 2024 going to bring? It's going to be fucking epic. (laughs) I've just realised maybe the, you know how it was 2021 and then I got one more coach, 2022. Well, Leanne's face, if if you're not watching this, her face is just like... (laughs) 2023 maybe i don't know if i can hack it to be fair um do you want another one of us (laughs) like do you think you could cope (laughs) i want an adult this time i mean she can barely cope now let's be honest no we'll we'll see we'll see what the year wants an adult this time we're both older than her everything you need to know about what i have to deal with guys um but um i need to wrap some christmas presents i need to get myself organized for our meetup tomorrow so yes over and out over and out over and out you these guys will see you on the podcast next year i'll see you for one final one before 2023 is out and merry christmas merry christmas